This episode of Seawolf Pod was recorded Wednesday, May 16th, 2018. As such, some things may have changed since then. For the latest updates, visit seawolfpod.com, where you can keep up on Seawolf's rugby news through Seawolf Pod social media and blog. Last, please be aware I do not censor this podcast in the interest of time, so it may contain explicit content. Here's the show. This is Seawolf Pod. Welcome to Seawolf Pod, the Major League Rugby podcast for Seattle Seawolves fans presented by SeawolfPod.com. I'm your host, Raymond Torkelson. Let's talk some Seawolves rugby. Good morning, Wolf Pod. You know who it is, Raymond T., your host here. I've been thinking about how to give you more from Seawolf Pod rather than keeping you waiting and guessing from every Sunday to Sunday, which may not even be Sunday. So today what you've got this morning is your morning hunt with Seawolf Pod. Today I'll be covering a follow-up on the data that I recorded, the stats that I kept for the Seattle Seawolves at New Orleans Gold match over the weekend that we won. I definitely am new to stat keeping and what I did over the weekend was not efficient, but it was interesting what the stats that I brought together. Um, someone with a lot of experience who Happened to do some coaching at USA Rugby in the past. Pete Steinberg, he does uh, commentating for Seattle Seawolves. You've probably heard him with Dan Power. And I'm not sure who took the stats. It might have been him. Um, I know he was busy announcing, so it was probably after the fact. Um, But he put together some stats that are pretty cool, or somebody did. Uh, It came up in a tweet from at PJRugby9. Hey, Pete, if you're listening. He said he was going to listen to the, uh, the stats episode from the weekend, and I just wanted to bring to the conversation the stats that um, he had to share. So here are the areas that he tracked, and I just want to go through an explanation of these kind of one by one because I know we have some new rugby fans here listening. So the first area is possession. Um, that's probably not something that you would track in, say, NBA basketball. You wouldn't be looking at the recent um, Cavs-Celtics game where one team might have had possession of the ball for, uh, you know, total minutes that amounted to a certain percentage overall out of 100, where, say, the, you know, the Cavs lost, so maybe they didn't have the the ball for much of the game. Maybe maybe they did, and they weren't efficient with it. So the, the idea behind possession in rugby is... It's just what's the percentage of the match that each team has the ball. And you don't have to have possession for more than, you don't have to have it for a majority of the match to win. So um, possession for the Seawolves was 49%, and we still won. And possession for Nola Gold was 51, and they still lost. Um, Again, they were not getting their kicks over. So anyways, that's possession. Um, We had less possession in that game. In terms of uh, other stats here, there's many more that uh, Pete brought up 
which, I mean, they're just interesting Major League Rugby stats. Um, you know, the overall sense here was that NOLA was dominant in territory, just couldn't pull out the win, in the words of Pete. Um, two big issues for them was poor goal kicking because they didn't have Eloff, J.P. Eloff, and then their tack tackle percentage was critical. They were not tackling well. Um, a large percentage of their tackle attempts were missed. That was 82% for NOLA and 89% for Seattle. Um, I kind of look at that and wonder, 82, 89, how big of a difference is that? Um, I'd love to hear more from Pete on that. So the next stat here that he had was territory. And so um, I'm not exactly sure what he means by this, but I believe territory is going to amount to, um, you know, what what control of, of the, the game did you have? How, how often were you further into their territory um, than they were into yours? So NOLA had 63% of the territory, and they had more of the possession, so it's not surprising, although it was marginal, um, in possession. Not in territory, though, at 63%, because that means the Seawolves had 37% territory. Um, Next area is just missed tackles. It was 18 for NOLA and 12 for Seattle. So where I was talking about 82% and 89% before, doesn't sound like a huge difference, but six tackles are six opportunities to score that um, you know NOLA missed six more tackles in the Seawolves that game. Um, turnovers won. I had more turnovers recorded. Maybe um, even though I would argue some of the turnovers that I recorded um, definitely were player caused um, turnovers, even if it w went to touch or was a knock-on or whatever. Um, it, the stat here from Pete is um, NOLA won two turnovers, Seattle uh, secured one turnover. I I'm not sure what to say about that. Um, breakdown turnovers won, so we've got a different type of turnover here. Um, it was zero for Seattle Seawolves and one for NOLA Gold. Um, I thought we did pretty good in the breakdown of this game, so um, that's a little surprising. Lineouts won against throw. I don't, I'm not saying any of these stats are bad. I'm just trying to understand them as we go. Lineouts won against throw. <laughs> um, I'm just going to skip that and pass. Pete, can you, can you chime in, man? Um, time in opposition 22. This is an important stat, so... Um, here what you've got is the, the 22 is sort of like the red zone if you watch American football, um, except for it's a different portion of the field. So it's meters. That's how the rugby pitch is measured. And 22 meters until the try zone is the 22. And you'll see these lines on the field. Um, they were in yellow and blue, which was kind of weird at Starfire Stadium, but they should have been pretty clear during the NOLA game. Um, Time in opposition 22, it looks like NOLA spent eight minutes there and Seattle spent 13 minutes there. So it just goes to show you what it means to be efficient with that time that you have. Um, Seattle only had 49% of the possession, but they spent a greater amount of time in the opposition 22. Tackles made. These are some, this is a, this is a lot of tackles in the heat out there. Um, NOLA had 83. Again, if they had missed an equal amount of tackles, that would have been almost 90, but it was 83 tackles that they made, and the Seattle Seawolves made 101 tackles. 
Um, so that means there were a lot of phases that NOLA was getting on offense, which is explained by their greater possession at 51%. But we were making the tackles. We weren't missing them. You know, they had more phases and maybe, you know, more opportunities with the ball in hand to try and um, make a move and get a try. But we were pretty good on defense, which is not surprising because that's that's the kind of team that we've been thus far in MLR. Um, the, the last two categories here on the stat sheet from Pete. Thanks so much, Pete, for these stats. Um, and I will, you'll have already seen them, um, probably on Instagram or something where I shared this little morning hunt. Um, handling errors and line breaks are the last two areas. Um, handling errors is gonna be, um, so like a knock-on, which I'm just gonna re-explain for anybody that like heard my last explanation but forgot. So a knock-on is basically when you think of big picture, what is the point of this rule? The point of a knock-on, calling a knock-on, is to prevent the player from just throwing the ball forward and somebody going to get it. Um, it, it prevents that. It's basically like in rugby, you can fumble the ball backwards, but you can't fumble it forwards. And that's because if you could fumble it forwards, you could pass forwards. You'd have to have a whole separate set of rules to figure out if the player's passing or just tumbling it forward, which just wouldn't make sense at all. Um, I try and think of the, the development of rugby. Somebody picked up a soccer ball in the 19th century and said, okay, we're gonna add one thing other than picking it up, we're gonna be able to throw it backwards, but they didn't wanna be able to throw it forwards because it was just like adding too many layers to the game. Um, I'm sort of making up that narrative, but Again, a knock-on is just you touch the ball, you did not touch the ball on your boot or your foot for a kick, and it went forward relative to your position on the field. Um, if it goes backwards or just to the side, there's no issue. That's not a knock-on. Um, and then what happens in the event of a knock-on? Um, typically, it's a scrum. So it's considered a minor infringement on the laws and a scrum is allowed to reset play. So if Seattle knocked the ball on, it can become a NOLA scrum. Um, 13 handling errors from NOLA, 10 from the Seawolves. So they had more time with the ball in hand, they being NOLA, and they had more knock-ons, which means that they were making more mistakes, even though they had the ball more. So it's, it's relative in a sense. It does show how close this game was that we only had three less handling errors. We had less possession, but we were able to come ahead. And like, like Pete Steinberg said, kicking was a big issue. Tackle percentage was critical. Line breaks here, you're gonna see why tackle percentage was critical. All it can be is one, one line break that makes the difference. Nola had four line breaks, we had five. What's a line break? It's when the player with the ball in hand is able to penetrate the defensive line basically without being touched or tackled. They're able to break through the line, so to speak. And NOLA on offense was able to do that four times. Seattle Seawolves were able to do it five times. Um, I'm not sure where that sits in terms of, uh, you know, world rugby and what you would see at a higher international level. Um, MLR is the highest level in the U.S. Um, and this is what we've got. Seattle Seawolves had one more line break, and that was enough for them to win the game, especially with the kicking issues. So 
Sea Wolf Pod, there's your morning hunt. Um, I hope you enjoyed some of these stats. I think Pete Steinberg did a better job of putting it together in a very digestible manner and focusing on um, you know, what were the game-changing stats. Uh, I hope to do that in the future, too, with my stats. I was able to get in touch with the, uh, the makers of the stat-keeping sheet, and I've been working with a listener of my podcast who's um, just awesome on um, potential solutions for stat-keeping that I... Maybe the league's working on, maybe Seattle Seawolves are working on, but I'd, I'd love to get into it to the extent that I can uh, provide some of my own information for you because I want you to have nothing but the best. So um, thanks so much, WolfPod, for tuning in for your morning hunt, and uh, I look forward to hunting more with you in the future. So you know the deal. Hunt together, pot alone, and go Seawolves!